Warning, this podcast contains mature themes, coarse language, and hella spoilers. Listener discretion is advised. stalks a babysitter. A crazed madman stalks a princess. A couple of classics to start off this first episode of Love and Horror. Hey Laura. Hey Diane. How's it going? Oh pretty good. How's your week been? Other than the sunburn that I got weeding the garden today it's been okay. How about yours? Uh, good. I did not get sunburned, even though I did go on my first backcountry hike on the weekend. Just me and all the wild animals in the forest all by myself. You didn't get eaten by a coyote? Not that I know of. I think I still have all my fingers and toes. Okay, well that's um, good. I did see a sign that said, like, watch out, because there could be bobcats in this, like, little, like, thing of, of, like, trees or whatever. And I was like, well... I don't think a bobcat will eat a person. I mean, let's be real. If you saw a bobcat, you'd try and say, here, kitty, kitty, and get it to come and snuggle with you. Legitimately, as I was, like, sneaking past certain places, I was, like, talking out loud. Because there's no one around me for miles. And I was just talking out loud, like, okay, kitty, I love kitties, but I don't want to see you right now, kitties. No kitties, just stay right where you are, kitties. I'm going to keep hiking past you. No kitties. (laughs) And I didn't get eaten by a bobcat. Whereas every wild animal I ever see, whether it's a deer or a skunk or a bear, I call. Here, kitty, kitty, kitty. Kitty, kitty, yeah. They're all kitty, kitty. And then I'm surprised you haven't lost more fingers or arms that way. Yeah, it will be how I die. But, I mean, you died the way you lived, loving animals. True. So, that's fair. Well, your week was a little more exciting than mine. I spent mine all in the garden so far, which, to be fair, is my happy place. But I spent all week picking lamb's quarter, which you as a hiker probably should know is an edible weed. Oh. So I like edible weed. <laughs> no, no. A oh. different kind of edible oh, weed. Oh, okay. But it's taking over my garden, so I don't care how edible it is. It must grow. Oh, I don't even know about this. Lamb's... Lamb's quarter. Lamb's quarter. Okay. It's... You can eat it like spinach, I guess. Okay. I haven't tried any yet, but the new soil I brought in is chock full of it. Oh, really? Next year, I might just become a lamb's quarter farmer. I like it. Laura, the lamb's quarter farmer. It works. We'll give it a try. Okay. Anyway, should we talk movies? Let's talk movies. All right. Well, so this episode, since it's our first, we figured we should pick our quintessential, quintessential... must-watch movie in our given genre, which, for anybody who hasn't listened to our intro, Deanne, what do you like? I love horror. I love all the horror. I feel like I was about to say, I love horror, and I cannot lie, but it's true. So that was a take on, I like big butts, and I cannot lie, and I'm leaving that in. (laughs) Good, as you should. (laughs) And I like... 
rom-coms and chick flicks for lack of a better term. I don't love that term, but it fits. You're one of those, don't call me a chick. Don't chicks. call me a chick chick. Yeah. There are worse things you could call me though. It's true. Uh, so for my rom-com feel-good movie that I believe everybody must watch in their lifetime, I made Deanne watch The Princess Bride. So did you know anything about The Princess Bride before I made you watch it? Um, I knew it had a very young Robin Wright in it. Um, I knew it was about a princess who probably became a bride. <laughs> uh, um, how did you guess that? I, I just, I have, I'm really good at like reading between the lines. Oh, good. Okay. Very good. Nothing gets past me. But yeah, I never, like it never came up when I was a kid. Like it was one of those movies that kind of like, I feel like everyone our age watched as a child. I never watched it. My sister never watched it. So it just wasn't a thing in our, in our bubble. Mm. Um, so I didn't know anything about it. I just knew like that looks cutesy and heartwarming and I want to barf. And that's part of why I picked it too, is the, um, the fact that it's from my childhood. I watched this growing up. It was one of the few movies that we would sit down and watch as a family. My parents liked it too. Um, so it was ingrained in me from a very young age. Um, I, which was a bit of a double-edged sword too, because it also made me wonder if I hadn't seen it as a kid, if I hadn't been raised on it, if it wasn't my go-to my whole life, and I were just watching it now as a 49-year-old, <laughs> um, would, I, would I like it if it was my first, first go at it? Um, so I'm really interested to hear your take on it. So tell me what you thought the plot was. Okay, so... Um... The, there is a, I feel like I maybe missed, like, not missed the first couple minutes, but I maybe wasn't paying as mm. much attention. So I don't know if she starts out as a princess, but there is a princess-y kind of person that Robin Wright plays. Um, her name is Buttercup. And um, she, like, has this uh, love of her life, this Wesley, and he gets whisked away. And she's like, I'll always love you. And, um, you know, kind of fast forward a few years and she is going to, she's now betrothed to the prince. Oh, he's got a stupid fucking name too. Humperdinck. Prince Humperdinck. Humperdinck, Humperdinck. Humperdinck. And they're, they're going to get married, um, but she gets uh, kidnapped and there's this whole, like, lots of swashbuckling ensues to get her back. And then it's, you know, it turns out that he's just trying to... Uh, Prince Humperdinck is just marrying her so he can kill her and start a war. Um, and, you know, it's a, a crazy cast of characters comes to her rescue to, uh, to save her. And like any twee movie for children, they all lived happily ever after. Well, except for Humperdinck. Yeah, but fuck Humperdinck. <laughs> well, I'd rather but don't, But don't fuck Humperdinck. Okay. Well, The Princess Bride was released in 1987. It stars Carrie Elwes, Robin Wright, as you mentioned, and an adorable baby Fred Savage, amongst some other legends. Oh, that reminds me. That's like a great little story, but it's a story within a story because it starts off 
with uh, Kevin Arnold is homesick and Grandpa Columbo comes in to read him a story. And I had to look up, because I was like, I think that's Columbo. So I had to like Google him. And in my head, I was always like, that's the guy with the fucked up eye. He always just looks a little bit weird. And then I Googled him and he like, that's a fake eye. And so I never now that. I feel bad that I was making fun of Columbo's eye. But I mean, at least it, you it, learned something. He, oh, and and he, it stands out. I know that that's Columbo, fucked up eye, Kevin Arnold's grandpa in The Princess Bride. Anyway, continue. <laughs> All right, so um, it was made for an estimated $16 million and made a modest $31 million worldwide. It is, however, 97% certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. Whoa. So it's pretty universally it's loved. Fresh. Can't believe you waited this long to watch it. Um, and Siskel and Ebert gave it two thumbs up. Uh, it was directed by Rob Reiner, so this will certainly not be the last time you hear this name come up over the course of this podcast. I'm looking at you when Harry met Sally. Oh no. <laughs> and I just think it's a really fun watch. So I hope you had fun watching it. There's so many classic quotes and so many things that I say in my daily conversation that hopefully will make more sense to you. He's only mostly dead. So... Tell me your thoughts. What did you think? Did you like it? Um, I was shocked at how much I enjoyed this film. It was so much fun. Um, I feel so vindicated because yeah. I have been trying to get you to watch this for you years. Have. And I was just, I remember like you showed me like a 30 second thing once to get your like old, old house. You were like, <laughs> before we're going to like go out tonight, but like while I finish getting ready here, Princess Bride is on TV, like watch part of it. And I was like, I don't want to watch your stupid fucking kids movie. And I think I was probably already in a bad mood because it was like pre-medicated Deanne. Mm. And so it's just like, fuck you and your stupid happy feelings. I hate this. <laughs> and so I was just like, this is dumb. I don't like this. It was a princess, whatever. And so at that time I didn't like it. And then when we were talking about this podcast and you were like, Princess Bride, I was like, fine, I will try the Princess Bride. See, I had to, we had to come up with a whole podcast just for me to get you to watch this movie. And it turns out this is the last episode of this podcast. You have you have gotten what you wanted of it, and now it's just mission accomplished. Yeah, yeah. No, I. This was so much fun. Um, I discovered that there are so many pop culture references and memes that I understand now. Like you're welcome. Practically every other scene, I was like, "That's what this is. That marriage, marriage." <laughs> I, I, like that guy, that priest or whatever he is, came on screen and going, Mowage, I was like, I've seen that guy on the internet yeah. all the time. You see him. Just it's what brings us here today. It is what brings us here today. So I was, yeah, it was so much fun. Um, in the beginning, I was like, they are selling Carrie Elwes as this like cute, sensitive boy hard oh like, yeah like I don't like we were both younger when it came out so I don't know if he was like like in 17 magazine all the time you like ripped out his picture and like put it on your wall but I feel like if he was it was because of this movie yeah I mean that was I was I was a bit young at that time I was what seven years seven, old yeah. so um I don't know if he would have been in magazines and stuff but I definitely know I had a crush on him yeah oh yeah see um because of who I am as a person the only other frame of reference I have for Carrie Elwes is from being in Saw. 
Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say Robin Hood Men in Tights. I've never seen that. Put it on your list. Oh, it's going on the list. <laughs> Tight tights. Ooh, okay. I'm sure I will understand that reference one day. Absolutely. <laughs> um, so the, the cast in general for this film is amazing. It's so good. Like, everybody in that movie is a person. Like, it's, you know, like, you have Chris Sarandon. You have Andre the Giant. Andre the Giant. He's my favorite. I just you, love him. He is, I mean, he's in there for being a giant, not for his acting skills. True. But I have heard stories from the set, and uh, Fred Savage will still talk about how wonderful he was to him as a little kid. As this little kid, he was, um, he was into wrestling, and... Andre the Giant was the only actor he knew and, and was excited to work with, and they didn't have any scenes together. They Aww. didn't need to be on set together. Yeah. But Andre the Giant, can we just call him Andre? Yeah. I mean, he, he's not Andre the little person. He's Andre the Giant. <laughs> we know who he is. Um, anyway, he made a special set to a trip to the set when when Fred Savage was there so that he could meet him Aww. and. And he still talks about how kind he was to him and stuff. So stories like that. I've heard lots of stuff like that about Andre the Giant over the years. And it just gives me a warm fuzzy. Yeah, truly a gentle giant. <laughs> um, yeah, and then like there's a, um, a cameo by Billy Crystal, who is fucking terrifying in this movie. <laughs> like, like the first time you see him, it's like a close-up of him. Like, like he like opens like a little like hidey hole, kind of like, like a peep peep door what do you call it you know yeah. it's, it's like a peephole but it's like a full door yeah, that he opens yeah. and I was like like you get like a hard close-up on his face and I was just like what the fuck is that <laughs> and then you get to meet his wife oh my god it's Carol Kane and she is so delightful she is uh, yeah so just everyone in this movie it's got um buddy Christopher Guest he's in that movie yeah um very serious role. I feel like he's like the only serious role in this movie. Yeah. Yeah, he's just, it's like, like nothing is really said. Nothing's like, funny. Yeah, yeah he's, he's just like, I, I am like the, the prince's right-hand man. Yeah. The, the six-fingered right-hand man. Right. Yeah. Um, oh, and then also, we have um, Mandy Patinkin. Yeah, of course. Which, um, again, because of who I am as a person, I only know him as Agent Gideon from Criminal Minds. Right. That's all, like, I, I literally don't know anything else about him. So I know Mandy Patinkin, obviously, from this. And now the Inigo Montoya memes um, must make much more sense So to much! You. you killed my father. Yeah. Prepare to Prepare die. Prepare to die. I'm sorry, we couldn't let the episode go oh, by without me quoting it. Yeah. Um, and then he was on some medical drama in, like, the 90s? Okay. Chicago. Chicago Med? Nope, that's one that's playing now. Chicago Hope. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So I used was to watch that. He was a doctor. Oh, yes. Okay. Hmm. Um, and now I just watch him on TikTok being batshit crazy with his I wife. I did see one TikTok of him, and they were talking about something. They were talking about like an actor or something, but they were both sitting on the couch, and it was literally like old people TikTok. Yeah. He was like, what about that guy? His name is, uh, oh, what's his name? What is, and his wife is like, I think it's this. He's like, no, that's not his name. He's <laughs> like, who gave you a phone? First of all, I'm just going to step back and say batshit crazy was bad terminology. Bad Laura. I should. I mean, some people are batshit crazy. I, uh, though. You know, it's, it's okay. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So, um, great cast. The names in this show, as I, as I brought up earlier, Buttercup, just Buttercup and Humperdinck. <laughs> And um, 
Vizini, Vizini, the the other, yeah. the other, yeah, like who was Wallace Shawn. No, no, shoot. See, I should have watched this. Oh, look. you should have. Oh, I'm failing. Yeah. Well, you know, um, he has classic short man syndrome, though. Oh yes, big time. Yes. Um. So there was a scene in this movie. So when when um. Mandy Patinkin and um, Carrie Elwes are having like their sword fight mm-hmm. after they uh, scale the cliffs of insanity, yeah. which went on far too long. But I, I realized that's, that's like part the of the joke. gag. Yeah, yes. <laughs> but they're having this 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 sword fight, and you can just tell, even though they're acting, they are having so much fun. Like they are just having a ball, like having this sword yeah. fight. Yeah. There's lots of kind of behind the scenes stories from that that scene as yeah. well. That. Uh, I can't remember which one. I think it was Carrie Elwes injured his ankle or mm, something, okay. and but they had to get it done that day or whatever. I don't know. I'm probably mixing up my stories, but there I know there's definitely some uh, worthwhile googling yeah. stories about that that fight. Nice. So like right before they started fighting, when um, uh, when Mandy Patinkin, you can only ever say his name as a full name. True. You, you can't yes. just be Mandy. It's Mandy Patinkin was talking to, um, I believe, Vizzini about, uh, you know, oh, when this guy comes, I'm going to have to, like, fight him or whatever. And he's like, I'll fight him with my left hand because if I use my right hand, I, okay, I wrote it down exactly. I have to use my left hand to be satisfied. If I use my right hand, it's over too soon. This is a children's movie? Well, I don't know if it was meant to be a children's movie or just, like, a family movie. Or... It's a family movie? We watched it as a family, although... Did that go over your head as a child? Or were you maybe. Like jerking off, I get it. Yeah. I, uh, well, it might have gone over my head until just now when you said oh. that. Because <laughs> like, as soon as it said, I was like, this is inappropriate. <laughs> this is... Oh, this I am is embarrassed. This is not PG. This is easily PG-13. But you know, especially back in the 80s, I feel like, what was acceptable as a family movie. Fair. I mean, I don't know. I don't have children. So my peers who have kids might have the same same kind of thing where, you know, the parents get it on one level and the kids get it on another. But, like, my parents let us watch Spaceballs. And when we get to Spaceballs, which we will get to Spaceballs, um, when I watch that now as an adult, I'm like, you let us watch this? Like, I said that to my dad a while ago. You let us watch this when we were kids? And his comeback was, well, we only had one VCR, and I wasn't going to let you pick My Little Pony again. (laughs) I mean, and no judgment. We are going to talk about horror films that I was raised on, and then you'll be like, this explains so much. I can't wait. Yeah. Um, So, Buttercup and... The Dread Pirate Robert, who we who we learn is Wesley, they finally like are kind of reunited. The second they meet at the top of the Cliffs of Insanity, how do they not know each other? Well, a tiny little black mask, Deanne. I mean, but you can still see like the face, like the the, the smooching part. But he had a tiny little black mask that disguises all. I don't know, man. But speaking of the masks, I did find this very prophetic where he says on masks, I think they're terribly comfortable. I think everyone will be wearing them in the future. Oh, well. And look at that. Look at us. If, if Fulfilling Wesley, the prophecy. Yeah, it's like, hooray. Just, I'm getting vaccinated next week and I can't wait. I'm going to try and go to the drive-thru tomorrow. Yes. So then as they're going through 
um, the the swamp with all the create the fire swamp. Yeah, I think it's yeah. called. They're going through there, and I just wrote in all capital letters, "random fucking rat." And the rodent of unusual size. Yeah. <laughs> Again, this is a family friendly movie. At first, I was like, "Those things are terrifying." Well, yeah. And at first, I just saw like I thought it was just gonna be like one single scene of just this rat, and I was like, "Well, that was weird." And then he has to like fight the rat afterwards. I was like, "Okay, well, at least they didn't like just put a random rat in there to like you know fill out the movie by an extra ten Ooh. seconds." But a rouse, a rouse, a random of unusual size. But I love how in some scenes you can absolutely tell it's just a dude in a big rat. Because like just the way he like moves and stuff, it's like, oh, you're just a dude dressed up as a rat. You're... You mean the special effects weren't uh, up to your standards? I mean, you know, maybe just that one scene okay. wasn't, wasn't the best. <laughs> um, so the other thing that I was thinking, and maybe this is just me, but there's a part, I mean, there's several parts... Um, where they kind of have to like hit a certain like knot in the tree and there's oh, a yeah, secret yeah. passageway. Yeah. Is it just me or like was there a childhood obsession with like a secret passageway specifically in a tree? Like I have to go into a tree to go somewhere else. Absolutely. Isn't that like how you got to the gummy bear's lair? I don't know what that is. Oh God. <laughs> this is going to be a fun podcast. You're like, <laughs> how do you not know anything? It's a cartoon from our childhood. Okay. Well, like Saturday morning cartoons, the okay. gummy bears. Yeah. I quit. So the only other thing I can really think of is in A Nightmare Before Christmas. They have to go into like all these True. different, yeah. like, like you go through this tree to go to Halloween land and this one to go to like the Christmas part or whatever. But I feel like there are things from our childhood that yeah, it's just it like seems sneak very into familiar. this tree and, yeah. you know, and then I've just seen pictures of like the giant like redwoods out west where you can actually like, like, pass through. like, like we'll pass through them or like people just kind of like sneak and like kind of sitting in them or whatever. Yeah. It's just like, I don't know, something about just... Hiding in trees that just quite, uh, I mean, intrigued me. I don't know. It's really appealing to me. If I could live in a tree, I would. I mean, I, I would leave right now to live in a tree. Oh, my husband calls me a tree hugger. So, I mean, that. You're like, I'll show tracks. you tree hugs. Mm. Hug. <laughs> <laughs> um, so my only other real uh, thing I want to say about this is it really reminds me of, now, I don't know if this movie is overly, like, well-known, or not, but there was, I think in 1985, a two-part TV miniseries of Alice in Wonderland. Did mm. you ever watch that? Yes. My sister and I loved this yeah. movie. And this just had kind of the same feel. Like, it was just fun and full of, like, wonder and whimsy and all the other things that usually and makes you want Weird characters. And, and, yeah. And, yeah, just yeah. Like, weird... Like, lots of, like, facial prosthetics and, like, yeah. crazy costumes and, like, silly voices and crazy names. And it just kind of had that same feel. There's there's quite a few movies kind of from my childhood around that same time frame that I feel like that are they're kind of very fantastical. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and I loved, still do, love that kind of thing, so. Yeah, yeah, I quite liked that that miniseries of Alice in Wonderland. Because, yeah. um, I mean, one of the few Disney movies that I've ever actually seen is, like, the Disney Alice in Wonderland, and I really like that mm -hmm. as well. Um, and then when I was looking at it on IMDb, it's like, other movies related to this, and one of them was The Goonies. And it's like, well, I love The Goonies, so of course, you know, I would... You're making weird faces at me right now. Have you seen The Goonies? I've never watched The Goonies. Well, we are going to have to do a reverse love and horror, <laughs> horror and love, and you're going to have to watch The Goonies. 
It's really good. It's I feel so like good. I've seen like maybe bits and pieces of it, but I have never sat down and watched the whole it's, thing. It's like a bit of like a like a paradox maybe because I say like I don't like kids movies. I don't like things that are like fun and lighthearted, but I do love the Goonies. It is There's so much fun. Exceptions to every rule. Like it's I'm true. not, you know, I've said that I've never watched any horror, but I have. I've watched a few. I've watched um uh, Silence of the Lambs and The Exorcist and I can't remember what it's called, but Glenn Close boils a bunny. What? Oh my god, I don't know about this. No, she's like having an affair with the husband in a family. <sighs> okay. Oh, um It's fatal, like Fatal Attraction. Yes, yes. Okay, I've never seen that. I didn't even know that was a horror film actually. Oh well there we go. There's well I don't know if it's actually mm. a horror, but that could be our reverse okay. episode there. There we go. Wow, boiling a bunny. That I mean, it's, it's at least like horrific for the bunny. Kids' pet. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah, it's awful. It's brutal. Yeah. Jeez, way to bring it down. <laughs> well, let's bring it back up. Any okay. finish, final thoughts about it? Um, final thoughts? I uh, really loved it. It was lots of fun. Um, and I give it seven swords out of ten. Excellent. So we can still be friends. Yes. <laughs> Assigned to you the 1978 classic, Halloween. Okay, so let's start off with the fact that it was a whole commotion just to find this movie to watch. <laughs> I have Amazon Prime, and it when we were first talking about what movies we're going to watch and assign them to each other and whatever, I looked on my Prime, and oh yeah, it's there. So I finally worked up my courage, and okay... We're going to meet in a couple days to talk about this. i got to bite the bullet. I've got to watch this. So then I logged on to my Prime and I pulled it up and it says, you must be subscribed to Shudder to watch this. So I'm like, wait, I'm already subscribed to Amazon and now I have to subscribe to another thing. So I looked and looked. I couldn't find it anywhere else. So fine, got onto this Shudder and uh, I decided to watch it on my laptop because... <sighs> our Apple TVs and whatever that we have these subscriptions on or they just weren't in a great place in the house that I wanted to watch it. So I dug out my dusty old laptop that I never use anymore <laughs> and I pulled up Google Chrome and went to Amazon and logged in, got logged in, found the movie, pressed play. Your Chrome version is outdated. Oh my God. <laughs> so I tried to update my Chrome three times and it wouldn't work, and I'm starting to think at this point, maybe the universe is telling me I don't need to watch this movie. Yeah. And then I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to give up on Chrome. I'll download Edge. Uh, so I downloaded Edge, and that was a whole process. It actually worked, but my laptop was being incredibly slow because it's old. Mm. And I finally got it downloaded, but then it you know, wanted to take me through all these fun features and tours and stuff, and oh, it took yeah. me forever to bypass that all. Okay, fine. Got back onto Amazon through there. Finally got to the movie, pressed play. And now I don't know if my review of this is going to be any good because I could not have had more interruptions while watching oh, this. No. Which maybe was a good thing for my first horror movie yeah, in a okay, very long yeah. time that maybe I didn't have to um, 
get so wrapped up, but I was so annoyed because, yeah, the phone rang, the doorbell rang, my husband texted a hundred (laughs) times, just my dogs barked and barked and barked. It was chaos. Yeah. But I finally got it all watched. Awesome. Well, I picked Halloween as our first episode because I feel like it's not necessarily my favorite horror movie, but it is up there. It is like an absolute classic. It really ushered in kind of the modern era of horror, you know, where you got like the slasher, got all those great tropes, right? Mm -hmm. Like the babysitter and it's Halloween night and, you know, there's no, there's no adults around and it's, it's, you know, we kind of see those tropes a lot in modern horror still as well. So I picked that for you because it's very, like, it's one of those horror movies that like you have to see, like everyone has to see Halloween at least once in their life. And I felt like it, you know, it was a scary movie, but it wasn't too scary to me. I'm a bad judge of that because, because you know, I'm too cool for school. And it's like, that didn't scare me. <laughs> so I'm, I'm quite interested as we go through, you know, movies in the future. Like, what is actually scary yeah. and what is not scary to a jaded asshole like <laughs> myself. So, Laura, tell me, what is Halloween about? So, before I watched this... Yes. There were some things that surprised me, like, the, I guess, my, my preconceived notions mm-hmm. of it. Um, I think I am mixing up Ooh, movies a little okay. bit. I, I knew it was either the guy with the William Shatner mask. Mm-hmm. So I know nothing about this movie other than the mask was a William Shatner <laughs> mask. <Yeah>. Um, <laughs> So it was either the Shatner mask or the hockey mask. Ah. I wasn't sure which okay. it was. And I didn't Google it ahead of time. Because yeah. um, I just, I wanted a completely raw yeah. reaction. Yeah. Um, so as soon as I realized it was the hockey mask one, I knew it was the Jamie Lee Curtis. Okay, but it's not the hockey mask one. No, sorry, the Shatner mask. Yes. Um Yeah, so I knew it was Jamie Lee Curtis. And I know I've I've heard lore of her being like hired because of her good scream and she doesn't really scream until like the last few minutes of the movie so I was like waiting for this good scream (laughs) yeah but um yeah so so really I knew nothing about it Mm -hmm. going in I thought that the bad guy and the person he was going after were siblings somehow and I don't know if that's maybe if I'm mixing up another movie if that is the hockey mask one or something else or what but anyway so I um I had that in my head so I was a bit surprised mm. at that so yeah, yeah there were a few things that surprised me so now that you've watched it tell me what is Halloween about so Halloween is about a little boy who kills his sister? Is it his sister? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, there were a couple details that were fuzzy, and that could have just been because of all of my interruptions yes. and stuff, but when he's like six years old and they send him away to a institution, and his psychiatrist or doctor is uh, like fully obsessed with him, <laughs> <laughs> and he escapes just as the doctor and a nurse are going to meet him to try and evaluate him so she can tell the parole board not to release him 
I guess. And of course he escapes and he gets away in the nurse's car. And then he stalks Jamie Lee Curtis and her friends. Um, and I, I don't know if I missed something or if it just never really gets into this, but I could, didn't understand if there was a reason that he picked Jamie Lee Curtis mm. as, as his focus. Anyway, that's kind of a digression for my thoughts as we <laughs> went into the movie. But anyway, um, yeah. And so then he just kills a bunch of people and almost kills her. And she gets away at the very end. But so does he. So foreshadowing for future episodes, I would imagine. <laughs> Well, um, there are a couple of little spots I can fill in for you there. <laughs> okay. um, nothing that, you know, just kind of things that I, I know from behind the scenes because I am a horror nerd. Well, and so you, the Jamie Lee Curtis and why did he pick her connection? Mm -hmm. I'm like, clearly they set it up for sequel. For And, and, and I know just anecdotally that there are multiple sequels yes. of it. Yes. Also, because when I was trying to find it to watch, I was like, <laughs> oh, Halloween was a different copies, yeah. And, and when I was trying to find it too... I started watching this movie that I thought was it, and uh, this looks really modern. Oh, and they're talking to a guy who's got, like, gray hair. I don't think I'm watching the right thing. Oh, no, that's Halloween 2018. Oh, that was a fun one, too, though. So I've watched the first five minutes of that, oh, maybe. okay. Um, anyway, so I was assuming that down the road they'd put that piece together. Yeah. Well, um, Halloween was came out in 1978, it was directed by famous curmudgeon John Carpenter. Oh, he was a curmudgeon? Oh, he is just, he's got a real, like, attitude about him. And I don't even think it's because he's, like, this rich and famous director. I feel like back in 1978, he was a bit of a, you know, just a bit of a dick. Um, you know, you watch interviews with him, and he's just, he doesn't, like, it's no nonsense, just, like, he calls a spade a spade. And, I mean, I guess that's, like, a fair way to be. But he just kind of comes off as, like, somewhere right now... John Carpenter is thinking about Rob Zombie's remake of Halloween and he's yelling at Rob Zombie to get off his lawn. Like, I just kind of feel like that's that's John Carpenter in a nutshell. Oh, I didn't know Rob Zombie remade it anyway, so... Oh, man, you're, you're so cute. <laughs> Aw, shucks. Uh -huh. Sweet summer child. <laughs> so I was quite impressed that this movie was made on a $300,000 budget. Uh -huh. now, of course, that's 1970s money, but still, I mean, that's... Princess Bride was only a few years after that, and it was $16 million, yeah. and it wasn't extravagant. No, no, not at all. Um, so it stars Jamie Lee Curtis. Um, this was her first uh, film role. She had oh. done some TV before, but this was her first actual uh, role in a film, and I think things turned out okay for Ms. I Curtis. I think so, yeah. Yes. Um, the other big name in that movie, of course, is Donald Pleasance. He plays uh, Dr. Lewis. Um, he's only on set for a few days, but he is he is kind of a, a big name in that film. He gets the great line when he's talking about Michael Myers. He's got the devil's eyes. <laughs> no, what does he say? The darkest eyes. The devil's eyes. So, uh, yeah. I have thoughts about that, too. Oh, yes. Awesome. I can't wait for them. Um, yeah, a little bit uh, <clears throat> obsessed with old Michael, but... Um, you know, he is an interesting character. Um, so I don't have any reviews for this movie, but I'm going to go out on a limb and say Roger Ebert hated it because that man hated horror. Oh, okay. And he, like, hung his hat on hating horror. It's like, dude, okay, we get it. You don't like horror. Just stop reviewing right. them. Like, don't, 
seriously. Like, he just lived to hate horror. So, um, I'm going to assume he didn't like it. Um, Fair assumption, I'd say. Yes. This movie, when it was made and kind of John Carpenter had, like, the final cut, sent it to, like, the studio to kind of, like, review it and say, like, is this good? Can we release it? Whatever. And the studio execs were like, well, you don't have anything here. Like, this is, <laughs> this is, this isn't scary. Nothing happens in this film. We're not going to, re- like, this is nothing. <laughs> and he was like, that's a good movie, though. What did you do? And so he went back in the studio and he just recorded this, like, silly little like techno jingle the you know which became the theme song and he slapped it in there in like and it's it's famously known as kind of like just like this slap together like <laughs> just put it in here and put it in this part and anywhere what kind of creates tension and he went back and he showed it to test audience and they were like that was the scariest fucking movie i have ever seen yeah and i mean to this day that's my ringtone that was a lot of my thought mm-hmm. watching this sorry i should let you no, finish no, here okay. um just let me cut you off yeah, well, uh, um, that was a lot of what i thought going through was like this is the most effective mm-hmm. use of a soundtrack like i knew nothing about the movie i knew i, I wasn't even sure which villain it was mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. whatever yeah. Yeah. um but the second I heard that sound, I'm like, yeah. oh, yeah. Yeah, this yeah. movie. It was yeah. like, it, yes, it was like super familiar, even though I didn't know anything about it. Yeah, yeah. And just, um, you know, it's, I was reading a little bit about um, musical theory in regards to this song. And, you know, me and musical theory, like <laughs> my brain just fell out of, of my ear here. I keep trying. I mean, you keep trying. My dance partner keeps trying. I'm also a belly dancer and... She has tried to, like, explain things to me. It's like, I don't know. I don't know. So this song is apparently in 10-8. Okay. Which, um, you know, was kind of done to create, like, this kind of, like, off-putting kind of... Yeah. And I think that really works. Like, yeah, it's very, like... totally. I can see that. You might not know what's going to happen in a scene, but you hear that, and it's like, oh, shit. Yeah. Something's happening. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned... Uh, Jamie Lee was uh, hired because of her scream. I don't think that's necessarily why she was hired, but she did go on to do a whole bunch of horror films in the late 70s, early 80s because of Halloween, Mm. and she became known as the Scream Queen. And now there's a show called Scream Queen. Yes, that she is also in. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's about, like, uh, girls in a sorority, and she's, like, the sorority mom, I want to say, or something like that. Does it surprise you that I've... Never actually seen not something even, called Scream Queens? Not even a little yeah. bit, no. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it kind of set her up to have this this great career, and she went on to do other things uh, after Halloween, but, um, you know, she's always kind of, she's always been known as Laurie Strode. Like, mm. she, she went on, she did, like, I mean, she's Jamie Lee Curtis. She had a huge career, right. but she's always going to be Laurie Strode from Halloween. <laughs> Um, and you did mention um, their siblings, question mark. Yeah. And then you mentioned sequels and stuff. And it's like, here's where I can get real horror nerd on you. This movie was never supposed to be a franchise. Oh. Um, our famous curmudgeon, uh, John, Car- John Carpenter, was just going to make this one movie. He's like, this is a perfect movie. Nothing more needs to happen to this movie. And they recut the ending a couple of different ways so that they could open it up for for sequels because if you have one good horror movie you have to have 8,000 movies after (laughs) that yeah because that ending to me was like even if I hadn't seen that there were sequels um, it was obvious that that there was going to be a sequel to yeah and and John Carpenter did not do as far as I know he didn't do any of the other sequels after that oh Um, definitely not two and 
three as well, definitely maybe not two or three, <laughs> but definitely not part two. He was like, I'm done with this. Definitely movie. maybe. Definitely that's maybe. That's a movie that's going on your list. Oh, I was gonna be like, that's an Oasis album, but well, that too. I mean, you know, so there's it's it's known of, of by many things. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, in the original, like originally, the way John Carpenter wrote it, they were not siblings. Um, Michael Myers had nothing to do with Laurie Strode. Um, she was just a girl in his hometown that he came home mm. to, and he just kind of like she was like the first girl he saw and decided yeah, to get he was fixated just like, on. You, you're the you'll one do. I, yeah, yeah. And so he just kind of like stalked her, and and uh, yeah, I feel like she lived on the same street as where he originally lived, like the yes. house where he Yeah, lived and they established sister. that with yeah, the but I dropping mean, the key off. Yeah, but other than that, I don't think there's any kind of like real. Connection. connection there um in in subsequent sequels they did make them out to be siblings and oh. that's why he was okay. he was chasing after her but john carpenter has like been very clear about like no they're not related they're not like that's not a thing mm. and i believe when the the one from 2018 came out that one john carpenter was involved with i think and he was like let's take parts like Two through ten out and throw them out the window. Oh. And this is this is like a true sequel to part oh, part okay. one. Interesting. So yeah, so she's not they're not related in uh, in John Carpenter's world. Yes, which I will take as canon. So um, because he'll probably frown at us very very meanly if we don't. So when when he inevitably hears this podcast, oh, and he'll be like he'll be like Rob Zombie, Deanne, and Laura, get off my lawn. <laughs> So, um, yeah, so that's kind of the information I have about Halloween. What did you think of it? So, um, I'm going to go through my list of, like, random thoughts that came into my head as I watched it, and then I'll give you, like, my overall thoughts okay. at the end. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so some of these might just be, like, sentences out of the blue that I don't even remember how they connect. But, yeah, um, So my first very first thing I wrote down about the movie at all was that music. Yeah. Um, like right from the opening credits, the second the credits start rolling, it's like, Ooh, that music. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I said it before, I'll say it again. I feel like that was just the, it wouldn't have been the same movie without it. It, Mm -hmm. that music made the movie. Um, so it's Halloween day, obviously. We're watching yes. Halloween. I would hope it's Halloween. <laughs> and when she first comes home from school and the uh, there's kids trick-or-treating and they sing a little chant. Yes. I just got to say that's way catchier than trick-or-treat, smell my feet, give me something good to eat that we said when we were kids. Not too big, not too small, just, just the, the size, size of Montreal. Montreal. That's some Canadian content that our American <laughs> listeners are probably like, they're weird. Well, I mean... You're not we wrong. are, don't you know? Um, so, I have a note that the first murder, which is six minutes in, Ooh. it was pretty campy and I wasn't scared at all. Yeah, um, I think, you know, I wasn't scared through most of this movie. Okay. So, um, there were a few scenes that made me jump okay. and I will uh, point them out as mm-hmm. we go through, but... Yeah. Um, it was really kind of interesting to watch a horror movie from the 70s mm-hmm. where I and I did have in my head quite a lot watching it that I'm like I feel like this must have been like 
the genesis of this kind mm-hmm. of horror movie. Yeah. I don't know if I don't know what existed for horror movies before, but I feel like yeah, even without knowing anything, it felt to me like this is like okay, we're we're starting something yeah. here. And um just the style of acting is so different than mm-hmm. today's mm-hmm. acting. Yeah. Everything like the death scenes and stuff were so acted you know like they were pretty unbelievable so that fact made them um yeah made them not quite so scary and then it also was a little bit predictable like like all of the deaths were Mm -hmm. very predictable Mm -hmm. so I feel like I had time to brace myself yeah and they weren't really gruesome you know like there wasn't a ton of blood Mm -hmm. and gore Mm -hmm. and stuff so Anyway, so yeah, so the first death, which was only six minutes into the movie, I mean, you saw a lot of boob, but not a lot else. Yes. (laughs) Um, So I was not expecting, though, for it to be a little kid Ah. when they came, when they came out and, and uh, said, Michael, and took the mask off and it was this little kid in a clown costume. Mm -hmm. Uh, I really, really wasn't expecting that. Yeah. I feel like I'm going to be watching a lot of dark, like Ah. visually dark. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I mean, obviously the content's going to be dark, but everything was so dark. And I tend to gravitate to movies that, or TV shows, anything. Mm -hmm. If it's, if it's shot in a lot of dark, Mm -hmm. I, I don't tend to Uh. like it. So I'm interested to see if that, because I'm assuming a lot of. The movies that you'll have me watch have a bit of darkness. So Dark and stormy nights. <laughs> right? <laughs> so I'm interested to see if that aspect of it is, becomes like a little less obvious to me. Like I'm not mm. so fixated mm-hmm. on the darkness of it. Yeah, because that didn't even occur to me. Like, oh, Because like, there are some movies where it's like, what is happening? It's so dark. Yeah. But it ne- like I don't think of Halloween as being like, oh, that movie's really dark. So... Interesting. It, and it wasn't, I mean, there was lots of daytime shots and stuff, sure. so it wasn't yeah. all dark, but there was a lot of dark. And mm-hmm. I mean, it makes sense for the g- genre, but yeah, yeah, that's maybe just one of the aspects of why I don't typically like horror movies. Are you afraid of the dark? I mean... Sounds like a yes, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> I'm not afraid of like my house in the dark or anything, yeah. but if I'm outside in the dark, I definitely get creeped oh, yeah. out. And I blame one of the other horror movies that I've watched in my limited experience, yeah. uh, The Blair Witch Project. Oh. I definitely, after that, I grew up like spending half of my life on the farm and I'd be out in the farmyard, in the bush, after dark. But now, I was just at my grandpa's farm last weekend, and I walked across the yard in the dark, and I, like, booked it. Oh, really? (laughs) Um, Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So, so sometimes I'm scared of the dark, but not always. That's fair. Um, So, the doctor's fixation on Michael. Yes. I feel like... I mean, obviously Michael is evil. Mm-hmm. Yes. But I was a little bit preoccupied about like how fixated he was on how evil he was. If you've never heard this person speak ever, yeah, just going by the darkness of his eyes, like, yeah. how do you know? Like he was six years old when he committed the first murder. So 
how do you know, having never spoken a word to him, that his soul is so evil? And he seems just so fixated on he's that. He's just that good of a doctor. I guess. You can just tell. Just look in the eyes and be like, that guy's messed up. Oh, hope he never looks me in the eyes. Right? <laughs> Sunshine uh, and lollipops. Okay, so the first thing that made me jump, the mm. first spook. Yes. Um, when she puts the key under the mat and he's in the window, <laughs> I legit jumped. Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah, so um, I was like, oh, okay. Because up to that point, I was like, this movie isn't going to scare me at all. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, okay, well, maybe it's yeah. got potential yeah. to scare me. <laughs> um, I maybe listen to a little bit too much true crime, watch a bit too much true crime. But when the doctor finds the truck on the side of the road where mm -hmm. he obviously got his coveralls from yeah. and he's touching everything... Yeah, you contaminated the fuck out of that crime scene. Yep. Never and I mean, I know the that. 70s didn't have great, like... This is true. Crime scene technology, yes. but still. And, like, it should have been obvious that there would have been a dead body nearby. Yeah. And he just didn't even care. Yeah. This isn't the dead body that I'm worried about. Yeah. Um, I knew that Anne or Annie... Is it Annie or Anne? I think it's Annie. Yeah. I think so. I knew she was going to be the first one killed, like, the yeah. second I saw her, because she was a jerk. Yeah. The the, the foul, most slutty ones always die. Well, I didn't even know at that time that she was slutty, but she was, like, mean to her yes, friends. Yes. Like, girls that are mean to their yes. friends. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I'm like, yeah, she's she's yeah. not making it's it out nice of this. nice knowing you, Annie. Um, completely just me-related. Mm -hmm. I... I'm obsessed with her sweater tights that she wore for oh my the God, first half right? of the movie. Yes. <laughs> Every time I watch that, it's like, that is just so autumn. Just, yeah. I, I just, want, those, I want yes. the whole outfit. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and then I just have a note. He ate a dog. <laughs> it was at that moment that I was like, the fuck are you doing to me, Deanne? Like, <laughs> you know that dogs are like... Did he actually eat the dog? So when the sheriff and the, and, and the doctor... Mm -hmm go to the Myers house. Yeah. There's a dog carcass. They don't show it, but they yeah. talk about it. Uh -huh. And the doctor says, I can't remember yeah. the word for word, but the doctor says he ate it. And the sheriff's like, maybe it was a raccoon or something. And, and the doctor's like, no, he ate it. Oh. Or he, or he was hungry. He must have been hungry. And then the sheriff says, oh, maybe it was raccoons. And he believed that Michael ate the dog. Oh, I totally don't remember that part. You'll have to go back and watch. Fuck you, Michael Myers. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, so I was like, not impressed. Oh. Um, I mean, you know, my feelings on dogs. Yes. They are my whole world. They are, indeed. You better not have been a dachshund. <laughs> so then I jumped again um, when the window broke, when the sheriff mm. and the doctor were in the house. So window yeah. breaking, that's a good, a good jump for yes. Laura. Yes, yeah. Um, and then he killed the dog at the kid, at the kid that Annie was babysitting. Oh yeah. So two dogs two now. Two dogs, man. Not happy. Not cool, Michael. <laughs> Not cool. And then, um, Annie's death furthered my, like, her, her babysitting scenes, um, definitely solidified my opinion that she was going to be the first to die because she got naked and yep. put a men's dress shirt on and I'm like yeah yeah exactly well, it's all over for you yeah. you made the wrong move yeah here. bare legs and like a like a button up white shirt it's like well 
this is how you die. Um, and also her death scene. That was some top-notch acting, too. Yep, it was. <laughs> it was one of those where, you know, like, I really, really went into this, like, kind of hoping to be scared. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm doing this, this project completely earnestly. Yeah. Like, I am... I can be a little cynical and I was trying not to be cynical, but the, yeah. the acting in the death scenes, I was like, Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so then I paused and did a little IMDB rap. <laughs> yeah. Which I will do. Oh in yeah. Any movie I ever watch. You ever. have to watch a movie with IMDB. Up. Um, and I was looking for, if the actor that played Tommy was somebody mm. later in life. Yeah. So I was just looking at the cast and then I saw Kyle Richards mm. and I'm like, that's a real housewife. I do not watch the real housewives. Mm. I've never watched a second of a real housewife show. Sounds like you watch real housewives. Shut up, dear. <laughs> anyway, I knew her name from like, okay, I don't watch real housewives, but I do watch like entertainment tv okay or i yeah. don't really anymore but i did for a long time yeah. so you'd see her name come up in um like clips about the real housewives okay, or whatever yeah. uh, i wasn't totally sure though so then i went down her imdb mm. rabbit hole so not only was she in some movies and a real housewife mm-hmm. she was freaking on little house on the prairie which oh. i obsessively watched yeah. as a and, child and which like which one is this um She's Lindsay, the little girl that oh, Annie okay. is babysitting. Oh, okay, yes, yes, yes. Okay. Sorry, yeah. Um, yeah, so she was on oh. Little House on the Prairie. She was Mr. Edwards' daughter. Oh, okay. And I'm like, yeah. I feel like my whole childhood is flashing before my eyes. Small world. Anyway, I love a good IMDb rabbit hole. Yes. And then uh, my third jump <laughs> was when the kids are looking out the window and Tommy sees the boogeyman and he like backs up and bumps into Lindsay and they both scream when they screamed I screamed ah. <laughs> we all screamed for ice cream I love it um, and then I got a little bit annoyed at Lori okay because she's been seeing this creepy dude all day yep and creepy things have been happening to her all day and yet she refuses to believe Tommy when he says that yeah that he's seen something creepy yeah like only I can see creepy things right Tommy. exactly yeah and I was like, you could have saved a whole lot of uh, trouble if you right. had listened to the boy. Yeah. Uh, I also feel like in the doctor's obsession with Michael that uh, when the kids were going, were, there, there was like three boys that were daring themselves to mm. go up to the Myers house. Yeah, yeah. And the doctor scared them away. He yeah. was entirely too pleased with himself that he scared these oh, little kids. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, and then also my next uh, foreshadowing moment mm-hmm. or uh, like, I feel like this movie is where a lot of horror tropes maybe yeah. began yeah. because then Bob and Lindsay pull up at the house that Annie's babysitting at and everybody's gone and they're like, practically fucking on the doorstep before right? they even yeah. get inside and yeah. I'm like oh horny teenagers yeah, you guys are so dead yeah yeah and that scene also triggered my uh my anxiety I was so distracted by the fact that they didn't close the van door and it was still sitting there like presumably hours later when um 
Lori was looking across the street and whatever, and yeah. I'm like, they never closed the van door, and I was so distracted and preoccupied. <laughs> Close the damn door! I, yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm so mad. You're gonna kill your battery because the lights are yes, going on. Yes, exactly. Stupid teenagers. <laughs> Those darn teens. <laughs> Those darn kids. Get off my lawn! <laughs> when uh, Michael Myers stabs Bob and hangs him from the door. Yes. He is dead the instant the knife goes in, and I don't believe that would happen. Michael Myers is just that good at stabbing. <laughs> He's a really good stabber. Like, uh, uh. Yeah, he just instantly. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, I don't know that that is biologically correct. <laughs> now, I'm not a doctor, but I don't think that guy would die so fast. Yes. <laughs> um, when Lori is going through the house and finds... All of her friends dead. Mm -hmm. And Lindsay is in the closet kind of folded up. The death face that she has literally looks like somebody trying to like mimic a dead face. Like her (laughs) eyes are crossed and she's kind of got this. Yeah. uh, Just uh, it made me laugh. At one point in the movie, Michael Myers punches a hole through a solid door. Yeah. But he can't get into the closet where Lori's hiding. Yeah. Like this little slat shaker door. And he, I mean, eventually does break the slats out, but like it takes him a damn long time to get into that closet. And I'm like, dude, you punched a hole through a solid door. This is like some quarter inch slats of wood. Well, he's tired by then though. Oh, okay. Because he he did his really good stabbing. He did some really good stabbing, yeah. And he punched the door and he's like, I'm tired now. (laughs) Okay, fine. Come on, cut him some slack. You can have a break. Which also explains why all of a sudden he has no aim and just slices Lori's shirt sleeve. Yeah. 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 Um, Lucky for her. Lucky for her. Also lucky for her that she's a knitter. Yes. Like, moral of the story, always Always be knitting. Yeah. I say this as a crocheter, so I feel like I just, um, that was like some sacrilege or something. Well, I will always be knitting. See, it makes more sense for you, ABC, always be crocheting. Right. So, you know. Also, the other moral of the story... Never babysit. No, just never. never. And I feel like that's probably um, accurate of a lot of horror movies. Just never babysit. Yes, yes, for sure. And then my last thought on actual like points that I wrote down before I summarized my overall thoughts. <laughs> um, like, why do you keep turning your back on him and dropping the knife, dummy? You, <laughs> you didn't kill him once. You didn't kill him twice. Like... Stand over him with the damn knife until somebody comes. Don't yeah. turn your back on him and drop the damn knife. <laughs> I was totally like armchair quarterbacking this yeah. movie. Like, pick up the knife, you dummy. That's how you watch horror movies. Don't go up the stairs. Yeah. Don't go in there. Yeah, there were a lot of bad decisions made yes. through this movie. So. Yeah. Um, so overall, I thought it was a really, really good pick, especially for my first movie. Cool. It had, you know, a few jumps and a few scares, but it wasn't scary. I didn't, like, have nightmares. Mm-hmm. Um, it uh, it was a good introduction into the genre. Mm-hmm. Like, even though I, I, as I said, I don't have any history of it or anything, I, it really was clear where a lot of... Mm-hmm. Horror movies kind of take their inspiration. Um, yeah, I, I enjoyed watching it. And uh, it gives me a little bit of hope that maybe the future movies that you make me watch are not going to scare me too badly. But I know that's probably going to be short-lived. 
Yeah, see, now that you have watched this, because I was very interested to see, like, how this first episode was going to go. Like, were you going to be, like, so scared <laughs> that you, like, couldn't handle it? Or were you going to be like, that was the dumbest thing ever? What? It, yeah, I did not, for the most part, find it scary at all. But I didn't find it dumb. I didn't, okay. like, hate watching it. I yeah. didn't... Yeah, I didn't roll... Well, no, I rolled my eyes at some of the death scenes. But yes. in a, like... Yeah. Laughing. Like. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I was I was quite pleased with with my first experience. So all in all, I really enjoyed Halloween, and I would give it eight out of ten Shatner masks. I'm going big with this first one. That's awesome. So this means that I can like ratchet up the horror <laughs> and just kind of like find like more fucked up things for you to watch now. So. I mean, this scared me horribly, and I'm scarred for life, and I don't think I can watch anything scarier than this. Okay, well, I do think that we have to tell the story when we were, like, planning this out a couple of weeks ago, and you told me about how you tried to watch Stranger Things. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> so, when we were just kind of spitballing this idea, it was just this kind of thing that came to my mind. I'm like, you know what could be a cool idea for a podcast? Because we've often talked about how like how are we friends because we like such I mean we have so many similarities yeah. in other aspects but like we've never watched movies or anything together we've maybe gone to a couple in the theater yeah, but very, they've been like few. the Muppets or, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> everyone loves the Muppets right <laughs> but um in kind of highlighting to Deanne how my how how easily scared I am uh, when Stranger Things came out, and not even when it came out, when it had been out for quite a while and like everybody else in the world had watched it and I'd heard from so many people how good it was. Uh, my sister and her husband are big horror buffs as well and um, they loved it and yeah, so many people had told me about it. So I'm like, well, I was just home one evening and I'm like, I had finished binging whatever I was binging and I thought, well, let's, let's start Stranger Things. Like... Sounds like I should something I should be watching. Yeah, and um, I don't know if anybody else finds Stranger Things scary. I don't know if it's supposed to be scary or just kind of suspenseful <laughs> or what. Um, and I don't know if it is because at seven minutes and nineteen seconds in, <laughs> I turned it off. <laughs> I love this so much. We literally had to watch it then, like. And we like watched through like with like the time on it. You were like, "Yep, that's yeah, right." Yeah, seven minutes that's and nineteen seconds. Um, yeah, it was the little boy running through the woods, or I don't even remember now. But he was trying to make a phone call, and the phone was dead. And then he looked out the window and had a scared face. And I'm like, "Yep, that's enough." Yeah, that's that's enough of that. That's <laughs> when you told me that it was like the most genuine reaction to me. I just like was <laughs> laughing, and I was like. When you told me that, I was like, oh, no. Oh, I don't know if this podcast is a good idea for you. Oh, no. Well, I mean, we'll find out. It's either yeah. going to grow me a thicker skin or put me into therapy. You know, so if we could just get a sponsorship from uh, BetterHelp, then that would help you. <laughs> perfect, you know, perfect. Better help if you're yeah. listening. We could, you know, yeah. probably use a little bit of help here. After our one episode, we've <laughs> clearly amassed enough of a following. Yeah. So both movies kind of had um, a, an inadvertent theme of 
babysitters. Uh, Grandpa Columbo was babysitting Kevin Arnold. Right. And then uh, Laurie Strode was babysitting Tommy. Um, have you had any crazy babysitting experiences? Not where a madman, you know, tracked you through the streets, but just, you know, something more mundane. Most of my babysitting experiences were maybe like the kids I was babysitting were the mad uh, people. Yeah. Um, I babysat for a whole summer my mom's cousin's kids Okay. every day. Um, and... I, you know, grew quite close to the kids and, mm-hmm. and I had fun with them mostly, but they were wild children. Oh, no. And the boy, the older one, was, um, never stopped moving, never stopped moving, oh, was climbing. And, and I remember one day I was sitting in like the armchair in their living room and we were just watching TV or something, but he was like crawling on the side of the chair and like climbing climbing under the chair with me and um I think he was telling me a story Uh. but doing it very animatedly (laughs) and like like yeah hoisting himself up onto the chair and stuff and he jumped down off of the chair and his foot landed on um a a a wire from a lamp like a Mm -hmm. like the plug-in the cord 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 that's a word yeah that's a word words are hard um, and there was a fray in the cord and mm. it sparked and oh, no. shorted out on his foot and he was wearing like polyester socks. Oh my God. And it legit melted the sock into his foot. Ah. And I was like 13, like yeah. I'm not equipped for this. Right. I took the babysitter course, but like, just yeah. like everything else in my life, I skated through it and didn't actually <laughs> pay attention to anything. So I, all I could think was put it in water so I didn't even want to try peeling the sock off because it was clearly like fused into his skin and um so I got his foot into a bucket of cold water and then I called my mommy and I said can you come help I don't know what to do (laughs) and she came and you know it had sat in the water long enough she peeled it off and there was like a wee little mark it was not nearly the crisis situation I had imagined but it scared the crap out of me I think it scared me more than it scared him. Probably, yeah. Because yeah. then you're like, these people are going to be so mad at me. Yeah. So that is, I know I did a lot of babysitting, yeah. but that is the only real, like, incident I remember. Hmm. Yeah. Do you have, you had any fun babysitting experiences? No, fun babysitting. No, I didn't really do a lot of babysitting. Well, you I don't like kids, so. I really don't. I don't And like you probably anything. didn't even when you were a kid. No, I really, like... I didn't. I just, I'm just, have such a fucking black heart. It's like, just, no, don't do anything that might warm my heart or make me smile. Um, so I babysat, like, when I first, like, did the babysitter's course. So I might have babysat, like, a couple of different families, like, when I was 12 or 13. And by then I was like, F- I hate this. This is just the worst. So I would babysit, like, my sister a lot. Mm. Um, and well, yeah, because you and your sister are quite an age difference. Yeah, I'm, I'm like six and a half years older yeah. than her. So yeah, she I would be like 13 and she was like six or seven. So yeah, so I would babysit her a lot if our parents were away. Um, and then all all summer, I would like mm. babysit her. So we grew up in um, an apartment complex that had a pool in it. So, so jealous. Yeah, it was a very hard life for us. <laughs> like, to, like we were just talking the other day. We were like, we were spoiled as kids. Like... 
You know, some people might think, oh, you grew up in an apartment, not even a house with a yard. And we still think, well, we were spoiled because we had a pool in our backyard. And we were in that pool, like, from the minute it opened until, like, the minute, like, adult swim started. Yeah. And I remember the pool would open at, like, 11 a.m. And so we would, like, get up and have breakfast and, like, be in our bathing suits, like, getting ready for the day. And then we would go down to to the pool and, like, you had to have, like, a key to get into it. But then when it was like closed the landlord would put like a like a big like padlock like mm. a chain mm. around the door and so it would be like 1101 and the lock wouldn't be open yet so the landlord lived on site so we'd go and like knock on his door and be like it's 1101 can you please <laughs> open the pool now oh you were his favorite oh i mean you look at it now and it's like you know if you didn't like it you could just open the pool on time <laughs> so we were in there like all day like we would go to the pool and then we you know have to get out for lunch to have our like little McCain's mini pizza because <laughs> you know it was the early 90s right yes um and it was like a thing where like even like I wanted to be in the pool all the time but I was in charge so I'd have to say to my sister like okay Ronnie we have like five more minutes then we have to go and have lunch and like we can literally sit on the deck in our bathing suits and eat the lunch and then we'll come right back and play and it was always like such a like a task would be like, okay, like five more minutes. Like you have to get out of the pool now. And it was just always this like big fight. And then we were always allowed to have like one friend. Mm. It was kind of like one person per like registered tenant is what the sign said. So it's like today you can have a friend and like tomorrow you can Mm. have a friend or whatever. And I remember one time Ronnie's like best friend from across the street would come over all the time and go swimming. And even though she's like Ronnie's age, like, you know, we were kind of all friends. So, you know, it was always like, when she would come swimming, you know, I'd be like, I wouldn't be like, oh, your stupid friend is here. Like, I'd be like, oh, good. You know, like, Nikki's here. We can all hang out or whatever. And there was one time, I mean, of course, it was in the early 90s when people weren't so concerned about, like, skin cancer. Ah, so yes. it's like, you know, now I go outside for a half an hour. It's like, I got to, like, put on all the, like, suntan or, like, the sunblock and everything. But back then, it's like, ah, fuck it. And there was one day that... I don't know if I didn't know what they were doing or I just like got like they didn't know what they were doing, but they were putting on suntan lotion, Ronnie and Nikki. And I thought that just meant like they're putting on sunscreen. I was like, good for you guys. But because of the, of the time it was, you could actually buy lotion to attract Enhance the your sun. Tan. Yeah. And they both slathered this on and like went to the pool all day and poor Nikki just got like burnt, like oh, head no. to toe. Like she's a very like she's very much like like she's very fair, like just clear, she, pretty much. Yes. Yeah. So she got like really burnt, and I didn't find this out until later. But I guess her mom had to take her to like urgent care. Oh or something my god, she was so burnt, and I guess she was like pretty mad for a while because I mean I, I broke your kid. Right. So I don't I don't know if like she was mad at me or if she was mad at like Nikki or if she's mad at our mom. But some she was mad about just the situation. I think. So, um, I mean, it turned out okay. Like, Nikki's a doctor now. So, I mean, you know, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger, right? (laughs) So, um, can you believe I didn't babysit very much? (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, both of our stories involved uh, burning burning. children. (laughs) (laughs) Like the responsible adults are. Well... So that's our first episode. Oh, yeah, we've got we did it. Uh, Halloween. We've got the Princess Bride. Neither of us, um, we don't hate each other no. because of it. Yeah, 
Stay tuned. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so what do we have for uh, our next episode? So for our next episode, it is um, the movies that we can watch over and over again. Our go-to, never get tired of, with a British slant. Jolly old England we yes. go-to. I mean... You're just going to end up watching so much Hugh Grant through all of this. I don't know what I got myself into. See, like, you're the one who's who I'm making watch horror films, but I'm the one who's scared. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're going to watch so much Hugh Grant and, like, Meg Ryan. So, for know. next week, you're watching Notting Hill. Notting Hill. And I will make you watch Shaun of the Dead. Um... I've heard that's a pretty good one, though. I've heard that's a, like... It, it is. It's, like, it's Fan horror, favorite. But it's... I, I honestly think you will really enjoy it. I'm looking forward to you watching it and reporting back. Yeah, likewise. Uh, maybe not. I don't know. This is your first, like, real chick flick that I'm making you watch, so... Yeah, I'm, I, I have concerns, but uh, we'll see. Probably rightly so, but... So that's our podcast for this week. We hope you liked listening. You can send us an email at loveandhorrorpodcast at gmail.com. Laura, where can they find us on Instagram? At loveandhorrorpodcast. And where can they find you personally on Instagram? So you can find me for all of the dog and plant content at lmclaura580. And, what about you? And you can find me at Deanne Teresa. Well, thanks for listening. And remember... All is fair in love and horror.